0: Mark, if I haven't met you before, uh, I'm one of the pastors here at One Hope and it is great to be able to share with you this morning. We are in a new series, this is our third week of our series around our church values and uh, I've got the great privilege of being able to share with you this morning and talk about Build Community, something that I am really passionate about, something that I feel that a couple of years ago... For about five years, my wife Amy and I and our family had a bit of a unique experience. Uh, For those who knew what we did, we were at this church for a number of years. And then for five years, uh, we lived in Melbourne in a little uh, suburb out of um, East suburb of of Melbourne um, called Kew. A great little suburb and we uh, worked with Kew Baptist Church and we managed a student accommodation. So my wife and I and our family lived on site at a 50-bed student accommodation. This student accommodation has been around for about 70 years and it is a wonderful little place. The students that attend are all uni students as well. So they come from all over country Victoria, Tassie, New South Wales, a lot of Christian kids from Christian families and some that aren't as well. So this melting pot of students coming together living under the same roof for 38 weeks of the year. Our role, our brief really is managers, I was a, the manager and my wife and I worked together and Amy also worked at QBAPS as a pastor, but really the brief that we had was our role really was to build community. We had support staff as well well that worked with us. But really, our role was to create an environment, create a family in an intense environment over 38 weeks. The thing is, which was quite unique as well about this student accommodation is, we had first years that lived there, and then after 12 months, they could stick around, and they could do two years. But after two years, you had to move out. So every single year in mid-February, We had a bunch of sort of between 26 and 28, again, this depended every year on sort of numbers and a few things, but every year we'd have around 26, 28 new 18, 19-year-olds from all over Australia lobbing up. They did not know each other at all. They had no connection at all. We knew them, Amy and I did. We interviewed them, placed them with a roommate because all the rooms were twin-shared. So we had the role of trying to put them with a roommate that we think would work, that they actually get along well with. And as well then, they had to, uh, build, uh, we had to build community with all these existing second year students. So it was a quite a unique role. But one thing that I learnt from this role, like I said, it was quite unique, especially when we lived there as a family. We were there day to day. We ate together. It was meals, seven days a week. It was like a big young adults camp in a way. And I got some stories. I'll share one a bit later. One thing I learned about this role, you'd always be surprised. There's always something that would surprise me most days. The thing is, with the arrival of all these students on that brand new day, one of the things that I learned from year to year, that it was always new. There was that sense of new beginnings. Every single year around February, when half of our Community would leave, and a new group of strangers would arrive. They didn't know each other. We really didn't know them. That they would come, and within those first few hours, they'd come with their arrive with their parents. They'd all be nervous, quite anxious about what was going to happen. All of them. That, that, how, how am I going to fit in? How is this going to go? What's this going to be like? Obviously, they're excited about studying and moving to Melbourne and all those things. But there was so much anxiety for for those young people as they as they have to join this new community. But the thing is, which was amazing, was we just learnt that, and it was a few things we'd put in place around this. But we learnt quickly that what everyone had in common was the fact that they are wanting to connect with each other, that there was this common goal that we all had, that we as a student, as, as our managers and our support staff, that they all wanted to actually get along. And it was, such a, it was such a rich place, it really was. So when it came to the students though, that we knew that we all wanted to move Move forward, And so what we'd find is those first few minutes where they'd sit there with their roommates in their room having maybe small talk, where are you from, what are you doing? And they'd find that they were similar. They'd find that, oh yeah, I was really nervous too. And we'd be able to move forward together. It was incredible. So this morning when I got given this opportunity to talk about build community, I think it's a great opportunity for us to actually remember maybe what it was like for you when you started something new. And like I said, when we did this role, we learned every single year we had to put our head into the fact that we've got pretty much a whole new group of people who are starting to join our community. So for us this morning, as we think about this value around church community, a great way and a great habit that I can remember from our time when we were managers and we worked at Kew student residence, is that we had to think, what's it like for a new person? What's it like for someone who's arriving, coming to church for the first time, joining our small group, uh, someone that we're having a conversation with, what is it like for them? And maybe for you, you can remember maybe what it was like when you started school or when you started a brand new job, when we place ourselves in someone else's shoes, it's really, really important. The thing is, when it comes to moving people and moving forward, I love the story of the Israelites. The story in Exodus where God's people were stuck in Egypt as slaves. We know this vast group of people were held captive. And we know that they desperately wanted a new beginning. They wanted to relocate. They didn't want to be in Egypt anymore. They wanted to be reassigned to a new life. But they had an issue and that was Pharaoh. And we read in Exodus 5, verse 2, it says, Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord? That I should obey him and let Israel go. I do not know the Lord and I will not let Israel go. So, you had a group of people, a group of people who were held captive. They were living in a foreign place. And the thing is, Pharaoh and those that lived in Egypt, there wasn't a value on a new beginning. They didn't want them to have a new beginning. There wasn't this concept yes, we embrace this moving forward, this concept of a fresh start. The thing is the role of God's people living in Egypt was to be controlled, was to be a workforce. They were slaves. There was no freedom. There was no connecting. There was no encouragement. There was no sense of belonging for those of God's people. This large group of people living in fear, working to build one man's empire. But God has a different story for his people. And it goes on and says in Exodus 6, I will take you, this is God speaking, I will take you as my own people and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I love this. God is the great initiator. What an an initiating God that we have. What a personal God we have. A God who says, I will be your God. What a wonderful picture. The thing is, it is a little while, and if you know the story in Exodus, that takes a while before the people are delivered from slavery. But God promises something, something in these verses. And God always honours his promises What a difference we see in Pharaoh compared to God. It's an incredible juxtaposition. I've always wanted to say that. (laughs) I've been practising that word. (laughs) Pharaoh's way is control. It's fear. God's way, he initiates his love with no pretense, no pressure. Just come as you are. I am your God. It's a stunning picture of God who works with his people. Even we are, when we are enslaved, even when we're held captive, he comes to reconcile us. That's the good news, folks. That's a story of salvation. And that's my story. And again, I tell you that story uh, of our time when we're at the student accommodation where every year we had to remember, okay, there is new people coming. There is a whole of the people that are about to arrive on this day are all new. Do you remember what it was like for you to experience something new, a new beginning? You may be like, well, I am, I'm pretty new. Or you maybe have been here for a long time. But even this morning, you're here and going, yes, but I need a new beginning, I need a fresh start. So often when it comes to, building community when it comes to what, uh, when I talk about this, we think that we need to do something. We actually need to put in a bit of blood, sweat and tears, even with our relationship with God, that we feel that we need to earn it. In a way, we sort of feel like we have to earn the approval of God. Please hear that we don't need your labour. Even though we are building community, this is not static. It's a building site and we just need you to bring your need. Pastor Matt talks about that. Bring your need, bring your heart. He builds his community and he wants to include you. You are welcome. Even if you feel unqualified, not good enough, that you miss the mark, that you may feel that you've got nothing to offer. The Israelites felt like that. They were under the control of Pharaoh. They were bound. But God initiated and he called them to himself. The one thing that I love, that when it comes to God's calling, that we know that when he calls us to himself, that he's going to change us. He's going to change us. He longs to change us and he is so faithful in that. There's something that we have in common here, this new beginning, this new start. It's a bedrock of us as God's people that we step into new beginnings. We step into these things that are fresh, that are new. It's the work of his people. If we continue to look at the story of the Israelites And if you know the story, uh, great, but you may want to recap on it uh, in your own time. And there's lots of stuff I can talk about, especially through the 10 plagues that go on. Incredible story of God's provision and what God does. And as well, there's an incredible picture of God's judgment, which I'm not talking about today. But you can read that for yourself. But these 10 plagues, finally, Pharaoh lets his people go. But we read in uh, Exodus 14, it doesn't last long. He lets them go. And when the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, the mind of Pharaoh and his servants was changed toward the people. And they said, what is this we have done that we have let Israel go from serving us? This is what control and coercion looks like. They're serving us, their agenda. They're missed by Pharaoh. He's missing them because he's serving himself. No wonder the Israelites are crying out to God for a new beginning. That's not community. That's not what we build our community on. That's not love. God hears the prayers of his people. He hears your prayers. It goes on in Exodus 14, and I love this. There's a bit of a chunk of text we're going to read here, so just hold with me as we do this. It's rich. As Pharaoh approached... The Israelites looked up and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us out to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you'll see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you'll never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. There's a bit happening in this story. God's people not only need a new beginning, their thinking needs a real overhaul. They are afraid. They start looking back. The control that they experienced, all of a sudden, they're thinking it wasn't that bad. They have an opportunity to move forward. But as a group, They are afraid. New beginnings aren't easy, they're hard. The unknown. What does it look like in the future? Building a community, connecting with others, maybe meeting new people for the first time, getting involved. This all can feel so daunting out of our comfort zones. But firstly, we remember that God draws his people to himself first. We have that in common. That is what's common in this room this morning, that he draws us to himself first. Start on that. Stand firm on that today, that we are his people. He has given us as well a family that we can move forward with. He hasn't scattered all the Israelites when they come out of Egypt. They don't all just scatter individually. They don't all just run off in their own little parts. They don't, they stay together. God calls people together and it's not easy, but we have to trust God. We have to step into the new day together, even with all the challenges around. This building project that God invites us to, it's not static, it's not complete. I love what it says in 1 Peter 2. Nine, it says, We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. He initiates, He initiates, and He works through His people. And the fact He is building community means we need to recognize that we're actually deeply connected. And you might have rocked up here to church as as a couple or family or by yourself or with friends. And you might think, yep, we're coming in and we're coming out. Well, we are so deeply connected this morning. It's a great opportunity for us to be reminded what it means to be God's people. We've sang about that this morning as well as what it means to be God's people. And today I invite you that God is grabbing our attention. What does it look like for you to build community? And together we can discover that that we have more in common than we realise. The thing is, we need each other. We really do. We've got to push against individualism and just living for self, but we need to step into what it looks like for new beginnings together. The thing is, I don't leave anybody in Egypt. There's no one left behind. And we've seen soon in the passage that they get to the Red Sea and they march through the Red Sea. You can read that for yourself later on. Incredible story of God's hand, of what God can do in the impossible. But God does not leave them. He is faithful. He delivers them together. Do not be afraid. Stand firm and you'll see the deliverance the Lord will will bring you today. Do not be afraid. He moves them forward and they discover God together. His call, His people for greater levels of trust. And I even believe today, church, that God is calling us to greater levels of trust, greater levels of surrender and escaping the power of feeling that we need where there's spiritual oppression, Um, Even for the Israelites, they have to escape the power and control of Pharaoh. And the whole group of people move from fear into freedom. This is a story of redemption. Like I said, this is our story. We can own this. You can own this. God is moving us forward. Today, you can start by entrusting your life to God, the God who has initiated his love through Christ Jesus, another great picture that we see in Scripture where, where God initiates. We see this in the life of Christ, the servant king who comes to earth, walks with his people. He dies for us on the cross, rises again three days later, defeating death and sin so we can know God, so we can know his forgiveness, we can know his power, we can walk in freedom. It's Paul writes in 2 Corinthians, he says all this from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. All he has committed to us, the message of reconciliation this message of reconciliation, this new beginning, this fresh start. It's the building block, church. Christ came. He has made a way for us to start again. And he has released us from the spiritual bondage, held captive by, by what he did on the cross and rising again by defeating the enemy's grip on us. The lies that we need to work through as well at times, that we need to earn favour, that we need to earn our way to God. That's just not true. We bring our need to God and we embrace a life with God, building his church together as God's people. Again, I say, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you'll see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. Is today the day for you for a fresh start? a new beginning, maybe you have some significant obstacles in front. I can only imagine what your future may look like. There may be something that you are just not able to be optimistic about. Maybe there's something challenging. Maybe there's some level of control. You may need someone to stand with you today. I encourage you to do that this morning and you will have the opportunity, as we do every week here, that someone either with you this morning, maybe you came along with, or someone in our prayer team can stand with you and pray with you this morning. I encourage you in this this morning. We know from the story of God's people, He hears the cries of the oppressed. He is listening he doesn't just listen, he also acts. So bring your need to God, open your heart to him today. The thing is, God will work through your imperfections. He really will. We, we come, even this morning, and we need to discover that, that he works through our imperfections, you know, even for myself. Man, I find the process of preaching a message, quite difficult. I can tell a story till the cows come home. And if you know me, I love to do that. I want you to like me and I want to do a good job. I can feel paralysed in those situations. But even for me, I've had to say yes to God for a new beginning. That today, I want to step into that, embrace what may be said or what I don't do well or how I feel afterwards That today's a new day. Embrace the unknown with God, with my church family, together. I'm excited about what God has for us. I really am. But we need his wisdom. We need his wisdom. We need his leading and we need it in his perfect timing. But I know for me, sometimes I need to leave some things behind and embrace the unknown future or what that looks like. And God will move Us as his people, in his timing, in his way. We're no finished product. I'm no finished product. We haven't built community here. We are building community. And it starts with us just saying, God, I know you've initiated and I'm receiving your love. I am surrendered. But I will say this. There are times in our lives where we need to leave some stuff behind. Back to the student accommodation. We had a young a chap who uh, arrives and he, like everyone, has all his stuff, puts things in his room, and, which is great. We we're a fully catered student accommodation. We had food. You know, students can bring chocolates and snacks and all that kind of stuff, that's fine. We weren't worried about that. We had one guy from his hometown, country farm, He thought he'd bring his pumpkin, a big pumpkin, and it was a big one. And he thought, I don't know what he had planned to do with the pumpkin, but he brought it at the start when he arrived. He sat it up on his shelves, big uh, chest of drawers with all his clothes in it. Sat it up really high because he thought, I'll need that maybe. (laughs) But he worked out probably after a few weeks because we had vegetables. We fed veggies, although they weren't the most popular at times, but we still had them at the student accommodation. And obviously over time, with other stuff in his room and putting things around his cupboard, he forgot that he brought a pumpkin. And as you can imagine, after a period of time, this forgotten pumpkin started to get rotten, (laughs) started to get quite moist and (laughs) spread throughout his room but he didn't know it was the pumpkin. Everyone else could smell stuff, but not him. We worked it out after a while. He wasn't around when we worked it out. He'd gone home for a period of time and it was uncovered. This liquid now was everywhere. It's not fun when you're the manager having to manage that situation. But in that story... We were able to, you know, fix things and get a cleaner in and all that kind of stuff, and it was all good. But I think the lesson in that was sometimes we just need to leave stuff behind. We really do. We just need to move forward and leave the stuff that we just maybe think we, we need. We just need to leave those things behind and embrace the future, trust God. We can step today into what God is doing through our church family by sometimes just saying, hey, I'm going to leave the past behind. Even today, what you may need to leave behind is maybe an unforgiveness, something that you hold that maybe has gone a little rotten. And at times, it sort of spills out a little bit. You need to leave that behind. You may need to ask God to deliver you from something that's gone rotten. Cry out to God, just like the Israelites, just like God's people. Because you know what? When you look around, you might think you're the only one. But like I said, we have more in common than you realise. We all have needs. Ask God to come. Walk forward in this new beginning in God In community. I'm going to invite the worship team up as we close this morning. As we worship God, as we uh, embrace what a new beginning can look like for you. For all of us, there's different times in our life where we need a fresh start. I get really encouraged by those in our church that are sort of I would say, retired age. I don't call them seniors because sometimes that's not always what they like to be called. But those that are retiring, I know I get great encouragement. You know, recently I was chatting to, I overheard one of uh, someone who is retiring and I was just so encouraged when they said the words, I feel that this will be the start of my ministry. Oh man, that just, just thrilled me so often we can feel at different stages of our lives that we maybe think, oh no, I'm too old. I used to be able to do that when I was young. What I love about our church community, we've got people in our midst that it doesn't matter what age stage you're at, that you're open to God to use you. And that this idea of a new beginning, that maybe you are someone who's been in this church for a long time. And maybe today you're saying, yes, you know what? I need a new beginning, I need to leave some things behind and I wanna walk forward with my church. Or you may be here this morning and you may be here for the first time and you may have never heard the Gospel, you never heard the saving grace of Jesus Christ who came that you would have life, that you could know a living God, that you could walk in freedom, that the bondage of sin and slavery that you can walk in newness just as the Israelites were able to walk away from Pharaoh who had control over them and was using them. You can step into newness of God. And I'm gonna pray in a second that you would step into this new beginning because God's initiated His love towards you through Jesus. I invite you to pray with me. I invite you to please stand and we'll pray together as His church, as His people, Father God, we just say, God, we want a new beginning. I need a new beginning, I need a fresh start. Lord, the things of the past, things that so often we hold on to, that we bring along, even to church, God, we bring into our lives, into our conversations, Lord, where we just need to let go. Stuff that's gone rotten, Lord, We know, God, that You give us a fresh start, that You call us Your people and that we can step in newness, that we can do that through You, Jesus. That You made a way for us to know You, to be Your Church. Father God, we step into this. We wanna discover this together. And God, we know there's a great invitation for us this morning. And God, we accept that. And as your people, we say yes and amen to that.